check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Backbone Sunday session. I am joined by Nathan Custerson. As always, we're watching the Ashes. We're drinking great Norbans. It's a great day to be alive. But Nathan, we have got an absolutely jam-packed show today. Absolutely stacked show, Nick. Very excited for this one. Plenty of music to go through. We've got... Oh. Where do we where do we start? We got, I don't even know where to start. We got spotlight bands. We got statues album review. We're going to talk download a bit more. Ocean sleeper review. I tell you what, Nathan, I've got a, I've got a rants lined up for that. We have got unpopular oh. opinions. We got a throwback band. They, I've got. <laughs> if I, we don't get started, we're going to be here all night. And it's true, we are. And it's only three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to start as I always do. We're going to start with a spotlight band. This is a band who are, uh, look, I've known about these guys for a few years now. It's kind of like when... Cool uh, name too. Yeah, great name. Uh, boys from Adelaide. They're a band called Life Pilot. Kind of had the old, um, kind of the noise metal thing going. A bit like, you know, a bit of a Dillinger vibe. Bit of an Every Time I Die vibe. Big time. Bit of a Chariot vibe. Like, there's a lot, lot of great influences here. And, um, Nave, like, you know, we both kind of listened to this EP, which came out about a month ago, I can't believe we actually skipped on this and didn't even review it. But uh, we wow. might, we might have to give them a bit of a snippet of a song. Yeah, we definitely will because this song is an absolute banger. The EP is called "Too Hot for Killing" and the song is "Defy." <laughs> Nathan, can you believe that that song's not even halfway done? <laughs> <laughs> That's just silly. We only we can only give out snippets at this stage because we want to like we want to entice the audience to go listen to the rest of themselves. What it's was true. what was the EP called, Nathan? For everybody who missed it, too hot for killing. Cracking name. What's like over? Like that is a banging song. Like I, I, we, <laughs> I was saying, uh, like every time I die vibes like that. When he goes cleans, that's real early. Every time I die, yep. I, I love I love the kind of there. I, there is a difference between a uh, an obvious ripoff and a uh, and an influence. I think and yep. like yeah, I think I'll go on about that a bit later on because there's a couple of bands where I think kind of go about it the wrong way Ooh. but uh, I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of these guys they were recently in Melbourne played Bang but 
unfortunately, and we've been on the receiving end of this, we, they got put on what I call the deaf, the deaf nights, which are like the nights before a public holiday event. Oh, no. So like the night before a plastic, meaning oh. that basically nobody's going to turn up because everybody's going to turn up to the plastic event. We got done on that one one time. The only time we played, actually, was a, a night before a, uh, a big plastic event. So that's... Oh, what, shit. And we still packed out the other We bit. did. <laughs> People hanging from the rooftop. But, Nate, well, we, uh, we, uh, of course, they are called Life Pilot. Adelaide boys, go check them out. Uh, Nathan, you have an update on your story from two and a half weeks ago. Oh, uh, uh, like You need to fill them in on what happened just for people who didn't listen, and uh, I need to hear the update because I, I was quite happy with this. Well, I was extremely excited a couple of weekends ago. It was the release of the Polaris album, The Mortal Coil, which came out on a Friday, I believe. So the Thursday night before that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Probably going to rock up to JB Hi-Fi early before work on the, um, the Friday, go and buy it. But I, to to my stupidity, like, I, <laughs> as, like, you, you always get burned by things that you order online, I think. Like, the things that you don't really want seem to turn up a day later, and the things that you really want always seem to take a week. And this one, so I thought I was being really, really, like, I was being a smart-ass thing. I was being a jackass. I, I thought, all right, this album, they in the pre-orders, actually promised it would come with the signatures of the band. So I'm thinking, all right, in 20 years' time, I'm going to fucking flog this off. Like, these guys, they are, they are, they're, they're the real deal. We, 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 both know, we both know how you treat CDs. There's most chances oh. off they'd be cracked within the first three days of it, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very few of my CDs that actually remain intact. Which is unfortunate, because the, the CD boom's going to happen in about three years' time. Yeah, Everybody, will. Everybody's going to want them. we got, hun- we got hundreds. So we do. We have hundreds. Come on. So what happened after that, Nate? Okay, so it got to our show, and Nick had already been enjoying his album for a few few days, and probably listened to it four or five times. Absolutely flogging it, loving it as you should, because the album is huge. So I finally last week rocked up, got home from work one day, thinking, "All right, like I've waited a week and a half, it's still not here. What's going on?" Email JB Hi-Fi, and it was there. Thank God. So I finally got my CD, Nick. And what happened? I opened it up. What do you reckon happened? <laughs> Was there no CD in it? What's what's going on? So like, the the fear, like the fear of anything, like when you hire a CD or a, a DVD, you or you buy it, you, you you really want the the proper thing to be there. Like, yeah, I've had the occasion where like you've had the old the scratch DVD where you put it in, yeah. and it's, uh, like you, you want to watch a movie and it's it's already scratched. Like we we got a film that I wanted to watch with you for a long long time, and I yeah. watched it on Blu-ray a few weekends ago and. It was scratched, so it pissed me off. Yeah, and it's like when uh, every time I'd buy an oh, wicked in the ashes. Um, yeah. Every time, every time I'd buy starts a, finally done something. An architect's uh, album, the uh, the CD or like the thing in the middle holding the CD together would, be always, would always be cracked, yes. and the CD would always be scratched big time. Uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna do running commentary on we the ashes are, while we this goes on. Enjoy, uh, but, but yeah, um, so uh, yeah, you've gone through so this process, Nick. Great guess, but the CD was there. Was... <laughs> okay, well that's good. Was it was the was it the same uh, problem like, as the architects no the the cd cover was intact nick the cd was there looking beautiful and gleaming and i like where where did i expect the the signatures to be probably on the the cover probably on the cover yeah i'd say opened up the cover look through page one page two look on the back nothing (laughs) thinking all right page three page four Okay, maybe they've hidden it. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they've hidden the signatures. Like they're, they're just being funny buggers. It's, it's, tr- it's a treasure hunt. <laughs> and so I've, I've opened up the whole thing. I've ripped a couple of the pages. Uh, I'm looking everywhere. I actually almost <laughs> decided to 
break open the CD case itself <laughs> to look on the back. You, you know, you know, on the back of the album, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. see that the song names. I, I actually almost did that because there was no fucking signature on this album. <laughs> so I've waited a week and a half for nothing, doing the right thing, thinking, all right, Polaris, these boys are going to flog this album off in 20 years' time. And probably... I deserved it. In all honest truth, I should have just gone out and bought it on the day like any normal person would do. Yeah. But Nick, now I've had a week and a half to listen to it, and boy, oh boy. What a waste. <laughs> what was I doing? What was I thinking? What was I, what was I thinking? Overall, but you you gave it a couple of listens, of course, before we did the review two weeks ago. But, I did, uh, but I wasn't huge on it at the time. Like, obviously, it's great. Like, but like, I had huge, huge, huge expectations coming in, Nick. And um, the more I listen to it, the more it, it hits the mark. And I actually, last night before we... I was doing a few notes for the show, but I, I watched a few YouTube videos with people doing reviews for songs. Yep. And I stumbled across a couple of people looking at Polaris songs. So one was Lucid, one was The Remedy, one was Consume. All the first three songs on the album, pretty yep. sure. Oh, yeah. Well, one, two, four. One, two, four. Sorry. Yep. Three of the first four. What are you doing with yourselves there, boys? But <laughs> after listening to Lucid, I've probably listened to the song 10 times now. I, I gave it a little bit of flack on the last show, but that song is huge. The Remedy is probably my favourite song, but the whole album itself, like, there's people from America, Canada, England doing reviews on these songs saying, wow, why haven't I listened to this band before? And, like, the, the story is it's their first album. They're fresh, they're hot now. They're only going to get, be like, bigger and better. So they're all saying these guys are going to be massive. So one guy actually described them as a more technical version of Architects, which, uh, wow. like... I was like, that's a rap. That's a that's a huge rap. So this guy actually like yeah has a lot of videos revealing music, and that's the one that really stuck to me. Nick, so Polaris finally got it. Really enjoying the CD. Um, albeit no signatures, it, no signatures, which pisses me off. But I'll probably go hunting the singer down at Unify again, like I did last year, and have a couple of VB tinnies and. We'll go from there. Well, we got we got a shitload of shit to review now, Nathan. We do. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where to, we're going to start. Uh, do we have to? Start, we're going to have to start on a negative, aren't we? Because we've got a few negative things to look at today, unfortunately. But we really do. It, it's half the fun. Um, this is a band that we both. Pro oh, I hate. I don't know. I don't know what your feelings are between for uh, for this band <laughs> as a whole. Nick, uh, you know what I do when I review a song what or, or an album. You, you know, I go away. I try not to think of the past. Any prejudices against the band? Oh, yep. And how'd that go for you? Oh, not well. <laughs> well, of course, we're talking about uh, the Void of Vision EP uh, titled Disturbia. Great track by Rihanna, actually, Disturbia. It really is. One, like of, one of her better ones, actually. Probably about 10 years old, actually. And a mm. great movie as well, Disturbia. Oh, God. So, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, LaBeouf. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I, if you're going to say... There's, there's two great examples of the word Disturbia put into, into the entertainment industry. And here we are with this bullshit EP. Oh, it's absolute, God. Bullshit. Is, is this not the most forgettable EP of oh. all time? Like, can we... Can we accept the fact that this is just You're shit and move on or like do we have stuff to say about this well um i'm gonna gloat for one second nick because my, my my gloat like my prediction on this ep thing becoming go on like more and more popular is just coming to fruition so <laughs> started out with life pilot with an ep for your division what have they done they're going out with an ep it's easier it's quicker yeah smart smart marketing by the um by they're unfd aren't they yeah they yeah, are yeah they, they are. Are. recently so, got signed they're doing pretty well there but four tracks <laughs> so the singles Ghost of the Pardon? Would you consider it an EP yeah, at four tracks? Four tracks? Like, you need six, don't you? Like, yeah, I, well, I don't know. It depends. Like, we're going to have another discussion about that yeah, on, on but, a future uh, al hashtag album. We don't know about that yet. But like, yeah. it, it's one of those things where like, 
I, I understand. I, I like the idea of putting EPs out, but sometimes you can understand why because they're obviously just mediocre bands who can't put together a full t- album, a full yeah. album of actual decent quality. And is that what you're thinking with these boys? Yeah, I, I honestly like they have released an album. Like they, they've released an album what a year or two ago. They like, did, and it wasn't very good. And like I think in the film clip, at least for whatever's, uh, I think it was Ghost in the Machine was the single that they released. They weren't wearing their uh, their baseball, baseball outfit. Thank God. So I don't know if that's a that's going to be a new thing of them like being like normal human beings who aren't like you know punchable because I've never <laughs> oh seen God. I've never heard like I've never seen a more punchable band than without, these guys. without even talking to them in my life like you know most, most times or not I have to like you know kind of get into them and kind of be like ah oh, he's a bit of an asshole but like these guys <laughs> on, I just need to watch a video clip and go these guys are assholes. these guys are, like, these guys are yeah. wankers but uh, overall Nate what are you, what are your thoughts give it give it to me quickly well okay so quickly wasn't. I, I went in trying to give him a little bit of a chance, and so listening to the actual songs, like they're recorded very heavily. It's very it's got a very new metal kind of vibe. But yep. the thing is, with the, the whole new metal coming into hardcore and heavier metal as bands are now, so like Polaris are big on yep. the whole new metal sound with the bounce core and stuff. But yep. they're, they're really technical the way they play, whereas yeah. Void Division don't have that artistry. If that makes sense. They're not technical enough to actually. Nope keep me interested. So it's very, it's simple hardcore. To me, they're just a throw off hardcore band and becoming more and more popular in Australia. And I, like, I don't see the difference between watching a band when we go to Bang and these guys. Like there's not yeah. a lot of difference to me. Like the the singers, the, the clean singer is okay. I don't think he's on the level of a lot of clean vocalists in Australia. But yeah, for four songs... So the, the single Ghost in the Machine, I, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind Grey Area as a song, but altogether this band, I, 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 they just don't do it for me. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, uh, Grey Area is probably the only song that I thought had any kind of substance to it. But yeah. it, I think you summed it up with the Bang like with the bang scenario. They are a glorified local band. They are yeah. literally a glorified local band. Like They're, they're signed. They're, they're going to be another one of those bands who never get the following that aren't. And you know, in, ten years, in five years' time, they'll get dropped from the label and everyone will be like, oh, why didn't Void of Vision crack it? It's because they're not very good. Like they, I'm pretty sure they recorded or they did something with the Northland guitarist. Uh, that's something else. In this EP? Yes, in yes, this EP. Yes, you, you touched on that, actually, yeah. off air. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, some, it's something to do with the Northland guitarist either doing a song or write, like kind of writing the songs with them or he's either recording. I think he might yep. have recorded them, actually. And it kind of comes across that way. It comes you could, across... In that, in that single, you, yeah, especially. it's discount Northlane. It really is. Like, And yep. unfortunately, like Northlane, it's a great band to try and rip off because they're an amazing band. Like, you know, one of the better ones to try and do it. They but, are. But these guys are so, like, I, I, I just call them really basic they're just basic in their approach and they yep. don't have the ability it seems like and maybe they do but they just don't choose to show it but and like yeah they're a tight band they like i'll give them a little bit of props like obviously they're a tight band they get a bit of shit for being pretty average live i get to have the pleasure of seeing them at uh invasion festival well, yes a couple you of do weeks. yeah so not long for that is can't it can't wait to give another great review and also that's gonna be the uh the great unveiling to see if they're wearing baseball tops or not oh, God, i no. can't wait for that if i'm they, just gonna think of the warriors if, if, you send me, say, if, if they, send me videos if they wear clown makeup and warriors tops i'll, I'll probably start loving the band to be I, honest but uh it, it is it's a forgettable it's a forgettable ep it's something that you know i i, I listened to it probably i think it dropped the, the day after that we uh, did our last show yeah it did. and um so I, I gave it a couple of listens and then i kind of went about a week without it and i kind of when i was going back to it i was like shit i can't remember any of this like oh, that's that, and that's kind of the sign of something that i just don't care about it and it's something that i'm never gonna like you know it's one of those ones i will not remember this in a day's time and no, it's, exactly. it doesn't add anything to my music catalog I, do, I will delete this as soon as this episode's done off my phone yeah. because unfortunately Nathan, like the uh the uh, you know, you kind of get the good and the bad with this. And the bad part about uh, you know doing shows like this is that we have to listen to a lot of bands that we don't 
I like to, and we have to listen to it repeatedly because we want to give it. We want to try and give it a unbiased. proper review. Yeah, yeah. We like as much as I'd love to give, like you know, would have loved to listen to this once and then kind of give my review of it. I had to listen to it four or five times, and I just couldn't really get anything behind it. If you're a fan of this band, I guess you might like it. Like oh, a, a lot of people are fans of these yeah, guys like, at the moment. I don't like. I don't see it. I don't see that these. I don't see these guys getting any sort of massive fan base to them. No, nah, definitely not. No, nah, but they're in that kind of window now where like they're starting. To get a bit, little bit of a, a base, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but if they don't strike now in the next year, like they'll drop off the face. They're like similar to Dream on Dreamer. They're yeah. one of those kind oh, of bands. How, they, I can imagine in, in five years' time, Dream on Dreamer. These and, guys uh, are one of the greatest hits to it together. I killed the prom queen, Dream on Dreamer, Void of Vision, and Confession. Doing like a oh, <laughs> doing fuck. a four way tour of just bands of, of useless of useless metalcore bullshit. Like that's all that that would be. Anyway, uh, that's, Moving on. That's the disturbing EP from Void of Vision. Thankfully, Nathan, we're going to get onto something good. And I actually, no, that's that's not the right word. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. We're going to get onto one of the best things, best releases of the year. Uh, this is Statues. This is No Grave, No Burial. My first question to you, Nathan, yes. is pretty simple. This is a nine song, uh, nine song project. They've called it an album. It's kind of in that middle. And I said to you, it was an EP. It, didn't it, I, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's in between that EP and album cycle. Yeah. What would you call this? Well, I actually think there's eight tracks because there's there one is a, filler. There is so a filler like, I, I'd say it's more to the EP side of things. Yeah. But bands nowadays get away with ten song albums. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was so, kind of thinking. And like, you know, it's closer to an album than an EP. Now that we say that, yeah, I, I look at uh, like something like Earthwalker, and that has about three filler tracks in and, and eleven tracks uh, actually on the top. Well, there you go. The so track. they've so got away with eight tracks. Album, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I understand where they're coming from here. Uh, this out, al- this I'm gonna call. We're gonna call it an album. Now, unfortunately, I feel like if it was a couple more songs, it would be guaranteed album of the year for me. Unfortunately, it kind of handicaps itself, and it still might get album of the year for me. <laughs> so that, that's that, that's how I'm going for this. This album's Wicked, phenomenal. Nick. Wicked. Uh, another wicket to Australia, eight for one ninety four. Salute to the Barmy Army, thank <laughs> you. Uh, this is phenomenal. This this yeah, album, this, it really is. This project is something else. I I I, I love this band a lot. And yes, like, I was, I'm very keen to see him now, Nick. I was having this discussion with uh, one of the mate who uh, kind of put us onto these guys, Paddy G. And uh, I was kind of asked, what do you think's better, statues or Polaris? And he, and we kind of came up to the agreement. It's like Polaris, you'll probably listen to it more because it's uh, more accessible. But I think in terms of actual like how impressed I was, I think this is more impressive album. I like, I really there are so many times that this kind of like I love it. I love music that kind of keeps me guessing, and I love it that music that kind of makes me do a double take. And what I mean, yep. like when you're in your car and you look at your stereo, and you're like, you know, you you like it's almost like you're trying to look at the band, being like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But like in like in the best possible way, like holy shit, like what is that and like mm. you look at your stereo and you're like fuck me that's crazy this this is phenomenal Nath. i need it you, is. i need you to talk about this for me well nick i've only got two like blights on this album and yes. they were one being a filler yep and funnily enough the second one was it wasn't long enough for me i wanted to hear more so that's the they're the only two blights on an album that are just full of quality like that this band is just they're very, very intense. That's the best way, to, I think, to describe them. They're very in your face. They're very heavy. It's actually, um, I found interesting on a review, Nick, I read that the actual album lyrics themselves described a, a person in a civil war kind of thing. Really? There you go. Yeah, so that, that was really interesting. I'm not a big lyric person, yeah. but like... That's a kind of different. There are some really good lyrics in this album. Like just yeah. uh, taking like what I what I'm what I pick up straight away. Like yeah, some really so. nice ones. Especially No Grave, No Burial. I'm a really big fan of the title track. I really like that one. Yep. Um that's one of their singles. Uh something I will say is that uh this is nine nine songs, goes for about half an hour. 
uh, you know, the just longer than Counterparts album already. Yeah, exactly. EP uh, the the album cover art. Sorry, looks fantastic. Uh, this is kind of this is split into two halves, and what I mean by that is there is four tracks. Then a filler, then four tracks. Yep. I love the fact that they've put their two singles, uh, which their singles are Unrest and No Grave, No Burial, in the second half. Yep. And it shows that they had so much faith in their first half. Oh. So it's really, really uh, nearly another wicked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, like, and it shows how much faith they had in their first half. They picked the perfect opener and collapse. I think they picked the perfect closer in Sanctuary. Sanctuary might be my favorite track Ooh. on the whole thing. It is so good. Yep. That's uh, a we, good song. It does go for a while, so we will not play that track. We're going to play something in a bit, but we need to. Uh, I need. I need to gloat about this after after listening to Void of Vision and this it's like maybe maybe Dr. Chase. Yeah, maybe that's what's ha- what's hurting Void of Vision. I had to kind of There know. is a lot of quality around Australia at the moment yeah. which might hurt Void of Vision in the long well, run. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> another story. Uh, it is it's something that's really really great. Uh, there every every track gives me a different vibe. The only yep. the only track the only real track that I wasn't as big of a fan of was a song called Dirge, I think it's going to be called. Okay. Track 8, uh second last track. Yep. But that I think the um you know if you if you look in terms of the structure in terms of the uh you know the way you set out your you know the tracks and where you're going to put them these guys nail it. These guys nail just about everything. If you have to put any um, uh, filler in there, which they have, and I, I, I'm, that is one of the things I'm going to gripe about. You know, unfortunately, I have put a filler in on a nine track album, so it kind of does it d- that does deduct a little bit for me. Yep. But if you're going to put it in, put it in a smart time. They didn't. And they put, did. They didn't yeah. put it in at the end. They didn't leave you on this kind of weird kind of like cliffhanger, uh, what I'd call. They put it in the middle and they've split this album up into two parts basically, and it really benefits from this. And it's it's really it, it's as much quality as you'll see. Like in all honesty. Like there are, and this is why. Like I, I have this thing right now with music, and there are a lot of great tracks. When I listen to the, uh, like the Polaris album, there are, I'd say, there's probably seven great tracks, and like there are some other good tracks, but the good tracks I'm probably not going to listen to again. Yeah, and that's the problem. I'm like, on that one, the While She Sleeps. Yeah, because there's so many good, like there's so much good music out there that when you do, like when you have all this quality, and then you have a good track, you don't really want to listen to the good track. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you, know, you know how that works. And like, so I, I, we will play a song of them. This song's called Sorry. We're going to play the first couple of minutes. So this is big. <laughs>
Big song, Nath. Big. That is our Sirens, of course, by statues. No grave, no burial. Uh, this, yeah, uh, uh, to sum it up, this this is going to be in my album of the year awards. Like, this is going to be somewhere yeah, in 10, there. Yeah. It's going to probably be top, top five. five. It yep. could win top it. Three. In all honesty, yeah. I don't want to give away who's going to win it because I don't really have a clear cut winner at this stage of the year, which is good. Yep. Uh, like, it's going to be good when the award show comes out. We're going to give our massive trophies out. Uh, but, like, it's really exciting because these guys are going to be in the running. It's it's just some, it's quality all throughout. It's a now. new singer, isn't it? You, you told yes, me. It is, so, a, it is a new singer. This bloke, you, you know, you're reminds me of in parts who does he remind you of eh? Caleb Shomo from Beartooth there you go there you go. I like- so if, if you're getting compared to him like with intensity and vocals you're doing pretty damn well and I, the, I think another thing that um I the- really like is the fact that in the in the title track No Grave No Burial he kind of goes into these kind of speaking moments and I don't know why this means something to me but it, it just stuck out to me where he kind of goes as an Aussie accent he doesn't put on some American accent and I know a lot, of, a lot of us try and do this like just because like that's just you know how we're built we grew up listening to American music yep. and it, all, all Movies. so many Australians Still, try and yep. listen to Amer- uh, try and sound like Americans as well and he goes for this Australian accent it's just a little touch that kind of goes a long way with somebody like me who likes to kind of you know get to the nitty gritty and try to kind of find complaints in here the only thing as, as I would say like you said before uh, probably doesn't go long enough I don't, maybe maybe that's its charm Maybe that's why you like it. So, we like it so much is because it doesn't overreach and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Well, very, very true, Nick. Because counterparts was the same for me. Like I actually kind of discounted that when we did the review because I was huge on it. Like, the more I listen to that, I actually think that'll be in my top tens come years end. And this is the, in a similar boat. Like we can't like it, the quality's there. Like if it's twenty minutes, thirty minutes, forty minutes, like uh, we kind of like it's a lot easier to do a twenty minute quality thing than forty. But yeah. like half an hour is still a lot of time in music so it's, like it's a beautiful amount of music yeah and like it's not like too much so to the point where you're going to be sick of it like it's not short enough so that you don't hear enough there's enough there to be satisfied with but like you say we are pretty we're a little bit greedy but like 11 songs here would have been perfect i think yeah i, I agree i like it would have that would have just bumped it up that extra mile but and- in saying that there could have been three songs there which you wouldn't listen to again exactly and i i, I think out of this I've, there's seven songs that i will continue to listen to and there's one filler and there's there one track that i just don't really like too much they have the ability to do cleans as well as shown they do. In a couple I'll, of tracks yep i will uh, say defiance i was a fan of as well that was probably the last track yeah. is that defiance is it defiance no, it's not Defiance. What am I on about? That's track three. Yeah, no, yeah was, track three is huge. Yeah, track, uh, uh, that's probably my song. That, yeah, from out of the when I was doing the review. There are that. there are a lot of like I, I honestly like I I posted this on the uh, I probably hate your band nice. uh, discussion page. How'd it go? Uh, it, like the first person said they're shit. Oh, I was just like Christ. I'm like I'm in for a shit time here because it's a very it's a very uh, opinionated page as you ex- as you would expect. As, <laughs> as you and uh, everybody else is going this is fucking huge or I haven't listened to it yet. And we've got another wicked Nathan. Where, what happened? Where, I don't even know. We're just did they pay that out? The Corpion? I have no idea. I'm, I'm too I'm I'm too busy now. We're gonna move on. Yeah, but move on. We're gonna move on. Uh, Mice and Men released a new track uh, called War. Warzone. Yes. Uh, this is something like, you know, I'm asking men are one of those bands right now. They're playing Download next year, so there is a bit more reason for us to cover this. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion on kind of like what you think of this kind of sound. What do you think of the new vocals? Because they're, they're only rocking with the one vocalist right now. Yes. And are they missing Austin right now? I don't think so, Nick. Uh, like, as good as Austin was for what he did, like, this guy has a lot more range. He does cleans and he does screaming. So, and he plays bass. The guy's very talented. Yeah. So, he's really good. Really good at what he does. It's really heavy, Nick, this song. Really, really heavy. It's a really groovy riff in the verse, which I really like. Like yep. you said, back to the second last album they released. Yeah, Restoring Force. Restoring Force. Days, yeah. yeah, that really, really cool groovy sound. I reckon it'll be really good live. It's actually the, the lyrics in this song, like with Warzone, are set up to be a really fun mosh pit for, yep. for download. So I'm actually excited to hear a little bit more of their stuff. they got an album coming out next year in 2018 called Defy, 
which we've done a little review on from Lifepilot. So <laughs> same name as that. <laughs> yeah. Is so, that, is that uh, coming uh, out before download? Haven't got a date for it yet, okay, Nick, yeah. but it's expected to be released in 2018. So hopefully come download time, we might have a, another album to review pre-download. Awesome. That, that's exactly what you want. Like it'd be per- if, if it might have been to release a new album, it's perfect time for them to play download. Exactly. And, uh, well, it's fresh. Good, good promotion. Yeah, in your mind. And, and uh, yeah. you know, they might, they might, like, I'm not saying it might have fallen off relevance, but they definitely aren't as relevant as what they used well, to be. With no Austin now, it's going to be a lot harder. They've got a lot of good songs, but Austin was the face. He was the sex pinup boy for a yeah. lot of girls looking at that band, and now he's gone. So like, they've got to stand on their feet with their music now. They haven't got a sex symbol. It's about the music and what they release. So It's funny how many bands have that, but how many bands have have that like sec what, what we what, as you would say sex symbol singer yeah and without them it's like when D- Danny left Al- Ask Alexandria they kind of they dropped a lot in oh, relevance big time. Like, and Danny's not an amazing looking dude but because when girls, you're a singer yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some reason they people like singers. they're attracted to him like, like the, the the Dennis guy was a better singer than Danny yeah to be honest he probably like, was yeah had more of a range and stuff but like because he was different and he wasn't the pinup boy that Danny was yeah. They didn't want to buy him. Maybe like taking Ollie out of Bring Me. How would they go? Then? Oh, that's what exactly. They, that's exactly what I was going for. Like, yeah, you know, they take Ollie out of Bring Me. Like, imagine how. Imagine what they would be like. You know, you, you chuck an average looking singer. You chuck me in in Ollie's sort of fuck. You know, oh, Nick, they'd, they'd be huge. They'd be huge. They'd be <laughs> massive. They'd be, they'd You're be talking trash, they'd, man. They'd be, they'd be massive. Head, they'd be headlining every festival. Tenth Wicket is just about to fall. There we go. Aussies chasing one sixty nine. Useless information given. Uh, we will move on, but story of the year, Nathan. Yes. This is something that you wanted to kind of touch on here. They've released a new song. Uh, what's it called? They've got a new album coming out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this band as a whole, Nathan? So story of the year, one of those kind of 2000s emo sounding, they come from that era. Yep. That, that makes sense. The, the kind of used era, My Chemical Romance. These were one of the big bands around that time. They weren't the biggest of those bands, but like they were pretty popular around the time. So they've released yep. a song called Bang Bang, same as Green Days from last year. Didn't uh, someone else released a Jesse J or something like that released a song called Bang Bang? Shot me down, Bang Bang. Yeah, probably that one too. Yeah. God dang. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So story of the year. So that's the sound. It's very early two thousands kind of emo era sound. Um, but yeah, it's very much sounds like they used this song. So that kind of vibe. Then um, they got a new used or old old used? Old, old used. Like good good use. When we saw them at Warped, like kind of cool shit. But um, remember when we had to review a used song. I don't want to talk about it. But um. So they got a new album, which we probably will review on the next show out December eight, called Wolves. And um, yeah, they're a good old pop punk, pop, I mean pop punk band. Nick Brown, kind of, it's a catchy track. That's the second one they released. So yep, that's a good amount of songs to release before an album, I think. So two, and um, December eight coming out. And I got an interesting fact for you, which I'll say after. I, I don't know if you've heard the song. Have you? No, I haven't. Uh, heard that's the song. all right. We'll we'll play it later on for you. But yep. if you want to check it out, just it's not too bad. Bang bang. I like it, Nave. Something I wanted to touch on, Nave. Yes. And, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, I saw somebody uh, kind of post this. You know, Download UK is starting to kind of um, release, slowly link their lineup. They're slowly kind of releasing it, getting it to the masses. And it's un- unfortunate for a lot of reasons because, you know, after Download, Australia kind of gets, you know, gets put on in one set. Like, you know, kind of everyone hits in one hit, you know, kind of thing. Download leaks it kind of gradually. Kind of like, yes. you know, well, headliner here, headliner yes. two weeks later, headliner three weeks later again. Uh, they've released their headliners now, but download UK. And I wanted to kind of put them up against the Aussie ones. And we, I want to, I want to go for like, first I want to go for personal taste and then overall drawing. Uh, so right now we have on the download UK, we have Avenged Sevenfold as the token, like kind of the newcomers kind of coming through and they've earned that right now. They, you know, you remember they headlined download 2014. Yep. That's huge. Like they've, they've been around a long time now, Avenged Sevenfold. We kind of, we, we forget about that because we used to really like them and like so many years have gone past now that yes. we kind of have 
haven't really cared too much about him. They've also got Ozzy Osbourne playing. Like, I don't know why we'd want a fucking nearly dead dude to kind of perform for about an hour and a half. And then we got Guns N' Roses playing. I, I, sure. I, I want to get your opinions on those ones. Do you think? Because like, Download usually have a formula. Yes. And what, what they usually do is they have so they have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday for those who don't yes. know. Friday is usually for the staples. So I'll put in like a slipknot. You know, usually they go for a slipknot, a system of a down. Which is A7X. Yeah, which they've gone for the A7X. The Saturday usually... It's Gunners. Well, usually, oh, I've got the order Yeah, but right. usually they yep. go for a newcomer on the Saturday. Okay. Usually with their thing. So they've gone for, in the past... So like a Bring a, Me... A Biffy Clyro. They've gone oh, for yeah, news. Yeah, uh, they've got when Avenged Sevenfold headlined for their first time. They were okay. a newcomer back in 2014. That was yep. in, on a Saturday, but they've gone for an older act again, and then Sunday's usually the old acts. They've gone for yes. Aerosmiths, the Kisses, the kind of those kind of acts. That's their standard formula. Deep Purple, I think, have done it in the past as well. Yes, they have. And um, for some reason, they've gone for two old acts here. I, I, I'd like to get your opinion on her. Like, do you think this this is smart booking, or do you think they've kind of ran out of people to kind of put in these slots? I think the I think they've gone sheer size of bands for this one. So like they've gone like just massive, massive bands over being relevant kind of thing because yep. like. Easily, you could have put up two kind of smaller bands that are more relevant at the moment. But, like, I've actually... I'll, I'll give you a few stats in a second. But, like, I... Uh, actually, I won't, I won't go into that. But I, I'm Ooh. actually quite happy with it at the moment. Like, Ozzy Osbourne's a, in England. Like, he's huge. Like in, Yeah, but he's he's also been touring he is a lot. Old. With, he's, he's old. With, he's with toured a lot yeah. he's, with Sabbath. We people. I don't know if he has that draw. And, like, do you, do you think... I know England's a lot different people, to Australia in terms of, like, their demographic. Yep. Uh, a lot of older people do go to these English fe- festivals as opposed to Australians. You're right. They're, it's, they're, it's more of a young person thing in Australia. Yeah, and for some reason, you know, people... Over, and that's why a lot of these big festivals have died. And, uh, like, you know, in Australia, big day outs of sound waves, etc. Because yep. they've gone for these old acts and these old people don't want to put up, pay money for these festivals. One thing I want to discuss with you there, like, is it... I think Download UK is at a size now, Nick. It doesn't really matter who you get for your headliners. So, like, you actually, yep. your, your overall lineup, there's going to be enough bands that you know that you're going to go watch regardless. So, like, I, I think in Australia, it was a little bit more important to hit it on the head with headliners because yep. starting out. But so, like, get, moving on, are we going to move on to well, our ones or do you want to keep want to. I want to put out something for yeah, that. Yo, yep, it's also because your Download obviously has the name now. It's, yeah, it's something it's, that people... established. Would, if they, I don't know if they do do pre-sales. I'm pretty sure they do actually. So, And I'm pretty sure they usually sell out or they sell pretty well. People know they're going to get a good lineup and they go for the time anyway. Yeah, and that's three days of and, it. And that's yep. something that um, Australia never had because one, it was only for one day. Yep. And so like, yo, uh, and Soundwave, unfortunately, the whole, the whole thing about Soundwave was based solely around the music. There was nothing really else to Soundwave it was only music and if you didn't have the lineup people were just kind of like well what else are you going to go for like you go for the day Very, but you, can, yeah. you can just go to the beach really if you're in Australia and go for the day like you know what I mean like it was it didn't have that kind of appeal and it's, it's funny how it is at this moment we go on I, I think you want to go on to the Australian headline as, as, as we'll put them up against each other is that what you were, is that what you were trying to do now yeah 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 I was going to move on to them so we've got obviously Corn Biscuit and Prophets of Rage yes so like <laughs> I'm going to ask you Nick so Obviously, like profile-wise, UK wins hands down. Oh, of course, yeah, UK absolutely smashes it. So Personally-wise, I, 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 I want to give you the the Facebook likes before we go into your preferences. Oh, okay, go on. So we got what, what, what's a quick estimation on the um the the three UKs? Uh, okay, Avenged Sevenfold would probably be the biggest because they're they've been around in the social media era. I'm gonna say they're 11, 11 mil. Not a bad guess. They're 17. 17 mil, they're doing Guns N' Roses? Uh, Guns N' Roses would be like 8 mil, maybe, because they're they're not really in that era. Not a bad guess. 30. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzy Osborne, what do you reckon? Uh, About 100 million, apparently. Uh, He's at 12. 12. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the Australian. So you got Corn on 
How much do you reckon they are? 14. 12. Damn it. Okay, Limp Biscuit. A 7. 5. 4.9. And Profits. Profits of Rage? 4. 370,000. But <laughs> <laughs> So on profile yeah. alone, Facebook likes. UK blows it out of the water. Yes. But for our personal preferences, like obviously the, the Australian lineup would win. But like, like I've actually I've got a note written here. If you added system and you put rage in front of profits of rage, it's like the <laughs> band, they'd probably take the cake. But like yeah. I think it's it's kind of irrelevant, like with the, the three Australian ones, because they'd all be well down the bill on the UK one. Like, they'd all be yeah. third, fourth, on, or not third or fourth, but they'd probably be the third, I think second profits, and third. I think profits, profits are second. second. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, that, usually Well, that's second. what I'm saying. So, like, the corn and biscuit would probably be the third line. Yeah. Whereas in UK, like... Yeah. Well, they are. They're second and third. Whereas in Australia, they're the big headline ones. But, like, we're not established yet. So, it's not that important. But I think corn's a fantastic one to kickstart it. Well, what I'm going to do, Nathan, this Go is on. something I haven't even told you. A breaking announcement, Nathan, announcement. Uh, I'm Next episode we do, whether it's next week or it's in two weeks' time, yep. I'm going to rebook Australia's Download Festival Ooh, beautiful. In, a, in a realistic uh, sense. I'm going to have to do it and I'm going to um, we're going to have to work it out a way where I can't obviously go. I'm going to take corn out and put um, you know, like Rage Against the Machine, of course. Okay. Like, you, know, you have to go for a, a similar size band who you would think would cost about the same. Okay. And I, I'm going to try and show you that, you know, with the amount of money that we expect the bands to cost, that, you know, you could actually kind of get a better festival lineup out of here. Because they have made, I think Australia, you know, I look at it and I go, there's a lot of bands I want to see, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, maybe it doesn't hold up as well as what I what I thought it was when it first dropped. Because like, you know, you look at this, um, the first three, and like, as we just mentioned, Corn, uh, Profits of Rage, Limp Biscuit. something that is, uh, it's very apparent is that they, those three bands are kind of separated from the rest of the pack. And yeah, you know, I, I watched a, uh, I watched a really funny video of some YouTube uh, guy, uh, Australian kind of had about a 15 minute rant on, on the festival. And they were kind of saying like, why, why would you put a band that hasn't been relevant for 10 years? Or like, uh, at, at least for the first, like, you know, uh, at least for corn and, uh, Limp Biscuit, Biscuit. Yeah, yeah they hadn't been relevant for so long and then and he quite and he was happy with you know, bands like uh, Monomarf he's kind of a metalhead and Monomarf apparently right now that is that band that everybody loves like yeah, you know, they you know, they, you know they, they're bands, massive dude they're they huge in Europe so like he reckons that's a great get but you yep. need to put them higher in the line that's okay it doesn't matter about where they're placed I understand why these bands are placed in their certain spots but I think that uh, I think that you chuck a few different ones in there and a couple curveballs in and I feel like you could make that a really really good festival for everybody yeah uh, we'll do that next week Nathan because I'm, uh, that's, I'm, that's I'm be fun. a hero of the people Nathan that's what I. That's what they call me. But Nathan, unfortunately, we're gonna oh, have to, no. we're gonna have to move on to this one. I got a quick stat for you too. Give it to me, buddy. Okay, sorry of the year, bang bang. Yes, I got a song for you. What they play an intro for a former WWE wrestler. Really? Yes. Okay, um, story of the year. Yeah, is it kind of recent? You, you you actually wouldn't mind. I think you liked it from memory. Uh, I'm gonna go mid two thousands. Great tag team partner. <laughs> Shit. I've TLC not, uh, Oh TLC um, Original TLC staple What is it like Edge or Christian Christian song Christian There you go so They play Christian song I thought I'd add that to you But yeah, yeah moving on go, I like that for WWE Yeah So uh, <laughs> We're going to move on to a single um, Oh jeez I don't know if we want to This is from a band called uh, Ocean Sleeper The song's called Worthless No Purpose uh, You know this is a band who kind of have been 
Uh, I've seen him live recently, I, albeit I did see him after a, uh, a beer festival, so I was absolutely blind when I did see him, so I can't really say that I really wanted to, but I got that was that was a sold-out show, Nathan. I got I got a ticket on the door after it sold out. I, felt I don't want to talk about I, that night. I didn't even have to suck him off, eh? For it, <laughs> you, so. were, you were very lucky going was, to that gig. It, it was great. Now, they, they were okay. They've got some decent songs, Ocean Sleep. I don't mind them. They do a decent Danny Brown cover. Of, uh, you said that. Smoking and Drinking, which is a, it's, it's not terrible. It's not amazing, but, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you could find that on any pop pop goes punk kind of CD and yep. it wouldn't feel it wouldn't go out of place uh, but this single Nathan oh fuck don't hold back Mick <sighs> Nathan I'm kind of scared I, do I, I don't know where he's going to go with this guys do we just can we just say it's trash and move on or do I have to kind of go into it I'll just let you we've got it well you got to think of the people out there. there. Might be fans of this band out there, Nick. You got to be fair. You got to. You don't have to be fair. Give okay. your your, your okay. opinion. No, no opinion is wrong, Nick. Go on. Okay, I'm gonna have to get close to the mic to do. Oh this. Jesus, he's really close. Why do we accept mediocrity, Nathan? <laughs> why? Why? Why is fans? Why is oh. why is people who listen to music? Why do we accept? Mediocrity, and oh. we and we just kind of we go ah, oh, and we always use excuses. Oh, they're just a local band. What, why is that an excuse? I'm sorry, but when you're a local band, and yes. you, uh, you you know what happens when you don't um, you know, call out a local band for being shit? They turn into Void of Vision. Oh, <laughs> they geez. turn into Dream on Dreamer. They turn, in, they turn into these shit bands. Yep. It, it, people go like, and people always go like, oh, Nick, why don't you just accept it for what it is? Because I don't want to accept shit. I don't yeah, want to accept crap fair. music. This is the most boring song I've ever heard in my life. There's, to sum up the song, it, there's three components to this track. There's breakdown because there's about three of them throughout the song. There's a really bad chorus and there's a bridge. There is something the chorus just shits. There is something incredibly boring about this, and it's so like the the definition of basic bitch metalcore. Nathan, like this is this is is like like you know when the first breakdown hits and the lyrics are shit. But I'll get into that later. Um, The when the first breakdown hits, it's (laughs) so like it's so like they've heard of every trend that's going on in breakdowns. You know, they go the dive bombs, the pitch harmonics, and there's a couple other effects that they chuck in that. Yeah, they do. But then they're just like, you know what? Let's just chuck them all in the one breakdown. Let's oh just go. God. Let's just do them all. Like, and it, it's just something that I understand that why people would like it, but it's so shit. It is so blatantly shit. And I, I was, I nearly had a tear in my eye oh, how bad this God. song was the first time I hear it. And it, I, next thing I'll go into lyrics, go lyrically. On. Uh, I understand now. This is this oh, is where I'm going to lose a few people. The chorus. I'm going to lose a few people. Right, right. Amity Affliction, uh, probably about five, five, ten years ago, when they were kind of coming up, they got to a point, and I can't really pinpoint where it was, but they came to a point where they realized what their market was, and their market was, and for you know, for lack of better words, but lack of better term, and basically to be blunt, their market was depressed little kids or like kids going through teens who are having a hard time. Yes, and exactly. then they would cater to that. And I don't. There was some. There's some point in the Amity Affliction discography where they just start to cater to that and they start to their lyrics get a lot worse and a lot more basic because they understand that some kids can't, you know, uh, connect the dots and can't connect all these kind of things together. So they were just like, you know what, let's just make it as basic as possible and we'll probably get a bigger audience because, you know, the people, more people will be able to identify. I understand with this band, like, you know, them, I don't know them personally. Maybe they do go through this shit. If this is the best that you can come up with lyrically for a song because it's all about, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm worthless, blah, blah, blah. If this is the word, this is the best you can come in, don't be a musician. Oh. Go go into a different field. Go into a different occupation. Pay somebody. Get a ghostwriter. I'll do something better than that. That is so. It is so basic. It is so beyond cringeworthy. And I, and you know, Nathan, I was looking in the comments for this. Song. Oh, Christ. I was listening to the comments. One person said, "New Amity Affliction and question mark and then tag somebody." And we give Amity a lot of shit. I just gave Amity a bit of shit, but. 
Amity have earned the right to kind of get to that stage, and they they've built something. These yeah, guys, the these guys aren't you know piggybacking. They didn't piggyback off any bands like they did, or maybe they did, but no, not as much as what these guys are. These guys are just they're aiming for this kind of this stature. Their video shit. The video's so bad. The oh, drummer looks like the drummer. He looks like a robot. He doesn't look interested. He looks so uninterested in this. Lyrically is shit. The music is crap. The singer, oh I, I hate the singer. Oh, the Jesus. mate, the clean the singer. Screamer? No, the, the clean singer. Oh, oh the, the clean. The, oh. The, 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 they're both crap. Oh, I can't. I, there is something I, I don't understand why we accept mediocrity, Nathan. That's I fair. don't know why we accept this because when I listen to songs and I, I, I'll bring statues into it, and I know statues isn't everybody's cup of tea, of course. Of course but there's, there's some kind of a Appreciation that you can have for it. Technicality. It. Of course. And Musician there's shoot. something about this that I go like, I think I could play guitar for a month and, le- and know how to play this. And there's something that the songwriting here is just like, you know what? Let's just, let's just go. Okay. Intro breakdown. Their, yep. their verses are breakdowns. That's what their verses are. Like lyrically, they just repeat the same shit over and over again, Nathan. And yet I have to sit here, listen to it four or five times and pretend that I'm giving an honest review. I could have given the review after one, one listen because the every listen just made me worse and it made me angrier. I hate this song, Nathan. This is the worst song of the year by an absolute stretch. I, I, award show aside, this is getting the worst song of the year. There is nothing worse than this crap. I've never been so offended as a music music fan that this crap it's just so bad Nathan I'm sorry I, I don't care if they're local except the fact that local bands can be shit if you tell them now they might be able to improve if you leave them and you, you keep kissing their asses which is what all their friends what all their fans will do kiss their ass on a consistent basis every time they release something because they go into these songs with a you know when you go into a song with a pre-existing requisite and you're kind of like you know what I really like this band and probably chances are you're going to like the song a bit more but yep. these guys are going in with these songs with their head already up the band's ass so they're obviously gonna like the song they already they have to because like even if they put out a three minutes of them just yelling into a mic with it, no music they'd be like that's really artistic guys that's really really good like really forward thinking like this this is shit this is so shit and this band like honestly i don't mind their past ep nathan they, they should retire. Oh, God. <laughs> Get a new occupation. Like, do something else. Music's not your thing. Like, I don't care. I don't care if you're a decent guitarist. I don't care if you're a decent... Like, band-wise, sounds overproduced as well. The singer obviously uses auto-tune in, in his... Uh, especially in that fucking bridge. I know you like the bridge, actually, Nafe. I think you've got to talk about it. But it's obvious auto-tune in a few of those moments. And it's really cringeworthy because he's trying to hide it as well. And you can tell in the booth that he probably is just a shit singer. And he can't hit these notes. And the, the guy, the producer, is just... Just like you know what, I'll just I'll just fix it up because I can you know producers can fix any producers can make anybody sound good when they want to knife, and this is just a classic case of a shit band. Uh, look, actually, I'm, they're not even a shit band. A mediocre band putting out a really shit song. This is the worst song of the year. All right, Nick. Sometimes <laughs> I um. I asked myself. I'm, I'm sweating. Uh, uh, I'm sweating. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm sweating. It's, it's bloody hot here. I did bring thirty cans of Great Northern oh, over, so we are we're, we're set for the day. But um, Nick, I, I really I do. I, I I ask myself, where is Australian music at sometimes? So like, yep. like for all the Amity fans out there, like Amity's fantastic. They're, they've been a great band. They've been a staple in heavy music in Australia for almost twenty years. So like, yep. props to them. We you got bands that want to be Amity in try to be Amity and they piggyback them they, they, they've jumped on their coattails Nick and like 
Ocean Sleeper. So they're, they're Gippsland boys. So shout out to Gippsland. No, great place of the Victoria, but like I should have I should have known by the name alone. Any band, any band with, them, with, with Ocean put yeah. in their fucking song in their name title, I'm probably gonna hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, all right, Nick. So this song it made me want to do things that you sh- just shouldn't shouldn't be on anyone's mind when you listen to music, Nick. It should not be. So like this song. The chorus, it's trash. So uh, we're actually going to play a little snippet. So there's yep. actually, actually, Nick, go from two minutes so they can actually appreciate okay, the... I've got to find it for you now if that's so, how exciting go, I to, go from two minutes because then they can actually hear the chorus of what that is as well. But like, okay. there's a part where the singer actually, clean singer who shit, shat me for the whole song, actually does something all right with his voice. So I think from this little part, which we'll get to eventually at the three minute mark, tell me what you think. We really doing this? We really doing this? That's hilarious. We've got to do it. Here we go. Scalp. <laughs> Trash, guys. So that, 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 that's seriously. That, that got you. That's the order. I actually like his voice in this part. So much better than before. Yeah, get rid of it now. But um, so for those that just heard that, so the chorus, in contrast to that last part, the guy actually puts a little bit of oomph into his voice. Where like during the chorus, it sounds like he's not really trying, and like, yeah, like it's a very, very sad kind of song. You know, but, what, um, you know what I should do? I should, oh, I should right, start right. doing lyric readings of these really bad songs. Right, go on, g- give me, a, give me a couple of lines. Okay, I'll do it in my, I'll do it in my reading voice. <clears throat> Suffocating. I'm sick. I'm sick. Medicate me. I cannot get a grip. I am the dead weight. Also, that's my next point. They sound like actually that's that's a good point. Uh, fantastic. They bring up that line, uh, and it kind of it comes in together because it, I was you told me to listen to a song by Wage War the other day, and I don't mind yes. Wage War. I think Wage War have a few good moments at least in their songs, but it sounds like these guys just listen to Wage War and they were just like, you know what? Let's just put a bunch of huge moments, and but they oh, didn't shit. understand that you, there is actual like. Substance behind so, those yeah, songs. Yeah, you need to yeah. actually do a bit more. Anyway, I'm going to continue with my read. Giga. I am the dead weight. That's what. That's the line that kind of got me into that. Mistakes, it's all I create. Cut away, and I still don't feel a thing. So sick of picking up the pieces. I am the distance between us. And then the chorus. I can't keep on living my life like this. So sick. A million reasons why you hate me might fit. Convince me why I'm worthless. Tell me again how I have no purpose. And then the, one of the breakdown lines is, I want this to end. Like, it's it's so, it's so basic. Can we just, 
Yeah, I, like the song kind of sums it up because this is worthless. This song, oh! is, this song is there's rude. no purpose to it. There is absolutely like the there is there is something about this song that just really makes my blood boil for some reason. It it makes me really angry, and I have no idea why. I have no idea why a song like this would make me angry. Usually, maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want a reaction because you know, as I, as anyone would say, you'd rather have some reaction than no reaction. So they're kind of getting that off me, which is good. Yeah, well, they've. they've- they frothed over you. Well, you frothed over them. No, oh, but it's just frothed. like... Frothed. You love it. Yeah. The worst song of the year. Do not even... Don't bother. Just don't bother. Yeah, like, don't check it out, don't, guys. Don't, don't put yourself into this. Like, you, you can you can do better. You Realistically, there is... That's the thing. And like, I was saying before, same with Polaris. You know, the songs, like... There's a lot of good songs on the Polaris album, but there's songs I'll never listen to again. This is, like, below that. And you, there's no point in you listening to this song again. Like, yeah. There's no reason why you would, unless you're a, unless you're a guy who piggybacked, like, you're a fan of them or you like like them as people. Like, uh, that's the thing. Like, that's the only reason. They've just got a bunch of kids who are stuck up their ass and who are going to like anything that they do because, one, they're a local band, and this is the other thing. People at this stage in their, like, you know, I'm going to call it career, but for whatever reason, people at this stage in their, you know, music, in their band, they're not allowed to get criticism, apparently. You know, Ocean, criticized. Ocean, it's, it's, it's our generation. Ocean here. Grove had this as well. Like, you know, when their latest album came out, Rhapsody Tapes, it's not a great album. Like, like can we, yeah, can we, it's, can it's we, mediocre. can we, yeah. can we accept that now? But like at the time, everybody, you're not allowed to put a hate comment on there no. because they're not big enough to get hate comments. Yep. So like, you know, Amity, Amity are past that. Obviously they get a shitload of hate comments, but that's because they're a big, big enough band. They don't care. Yeah. And like, they wouldn't care. Of course they wouldn't. But like, you know, bands like this, apparently they go, oh, you just accept it. You know, you're not allowed to, don't, don't be negative towards it. It's like, why not? Like, why can't I be negative to a shit? If I hear shit music, Nathan, I'm going to tell you it's shit. I, I, that's just simple terms. Like, I'm not going to pretend it's great. Like I'm not in a band anymore. I don't have to kiss people's asses to try and get gigs. Like I, we used to have to do that, but we don't yeah. have to anymore. Like we don't have to pretend we like music just to try and get gigs up because that's what the local scene always is now. It's just a bunch of people who suck up, suck each other's yeah, asses. It, it, it yeah. is. It's the biggest. It's the biggest other. kiss yeah. ass industry of all it time. Really the local music scene. Oh, yeah, that was really cool, guys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sound awesome. My, yeah. Oh. How many bands I had to say that too, even though I absolutely hated them. Like I thought they were trashed. Like there was a lot of bands I liked, but like there's most bands that I, I played with, I thought were shit, <laughs> and they'd all come up to me. And I'd always have that same thing in the, in the back of my mind like you guys think we're shit like just, just say it just say like just say we're shit because i think we are too anyway we'll move on <laughs> we're wow. done we're done with that uh slaves nathan you want to talk about slaves. These, with these uh these fucking pedophiles what's going yeah, on Yeah, what's going on with these blokes well <laughs> so they've dropped a single called true color which is um very interesting nick because i had it on spotify put it on the backbone 10 playlist that i created oh, very and nice. um Listened to it probably four or five times. Got into the song over the night, and the next day it was gone because they, <laughs> they were they were dropped from their label on November seventeen, the day after it was released. Beautiful. And well, fucking hell, what's going on with these guys? So Johnny Craig, the singer, has obviously had a few allegations put against him for sexual misconduct. Is it minus? I don't know what I don't know. I, the I, I know it's sexual misconduct. Every band's getting done with this. That's by the thing. Way. So are so are these friggin' directors and actors over in Hollywood. So like, it's just the, it's the hot thing at, at the moment. Every, as soon as that came out, as soon as the Weinstein came out, it was there was, Everyone's there was, saying there it, was yeah. obvious. Uh, obviously, it was always going to go to kids. That was going to be the next thing that happened. And now it's got gone across to the band scene. Like this, every, every day. Like there's every kind of time I see a band kind of uh, get like accused of this, I see people kind of go like twenty bucks, twenty bucks. This band's going to be the next one that gets done. Like the amount of times I've seen Bring Me the Horizon, Escape the Fate, yeah, Falling in Reverse, the fate, man, yeah, they like, are there in strong. Hundred percent. Like they, these bands, Roddy Radke. Oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be dead in three days according to the fucking comment section because he's gonna get from all these little girls. Good luck, Ronnie. Anyway, so what's what's this song about while you are got a chance to hear it? Well, I actually really enjoyed it. I actually thought in parts it kind of reminded me a little bit of 
30 seconds to Mars a little bit. There you go. But um, this guy, Johnny Craig, has got a really, it's kind of a soul kind of voice. He's got a really, really cool voice. Yeah. But um, he's been in a few bands over the journey. But Johnny Craig, very popular in America, very popular like profile. But um, yeah, as a song, they um, they got a really cool sound, Um, but there's nothing special musically. It's a solid release. So it's the first single that they've dropped and the album's coming out. It's called beautiful death scheduled for 2018 was meant to come out in september but obviously they've had a lot of shit going on in their personal lives and as a band and now so it's un that isn't really a a date put out but 2018 beautiful death but yeah true color not a bad track like it's a pretty stock standard song but if you're into slaves or if you're in a just looking for something new check it out yeah, it's it's kind of hard now. Like, you know, we we say this, but you know, obviously they're in they're in a bit of strife now with everything that's been going on. I think there's a band off Unify that got dropped as well recently. I think yes, Col- there Columbus. is. Was it Columbus? I don't think it was Columbus, but I'll actually I'll, I'll check that out while you while you keep. Yeah, talking. it's it's one of those funny things because like I, I hear about it and, and it's, it's weird to see. It's really scary to see, and like this kind of goes into every, everybody kind of being up everybody's ass in this kind of music like thing, especially when you're fangirls or your fanboys about these bands. They'll make any excuse for people. Like yo, I understand it. I, I like a lot. There's a lot of bands I like, Nate. And but if there was a band who came out that I really love and they came out with these allegations and you know that he was found guilty, it's like Lost Profits. Like I used to really like Lost Profits. Oh Nick, I was, that was the band I was going to bring up. Is, I, uh, are we allowed to listen to them now? No, I, I still haven't i still haven't and like you know the bad thing what i have oh there you go well that's it's not terrible i, I, I created a like a playlist over like all the bands and all the songs that have meant something to me over the journey yeah and there's a couple of like there's an album there weapons yeah yeah it's a good album it's, really <laughs> it's a cracking album it's but the really guy's an album. Album, he's a child pedophile so yeah. like he's in prison now probably or obviously you know, rightly so but like it's it's wrong. Like you know, there's like apparently there's uh like little fan like young fangirls who've been going in to see him. Like they've been letting fangirls go in to see him. Like it, as as, as visitors, it's really fucked up. After what he did to a baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh it's pretty crazy. Uh, like what I um it it kind of brings up you know. Why? Why do we defend these bands? Like, I know, I understand that if you know, if Let Live or if it Every Time I Die came out, which like, and maybe that's why I, I like these bands because I know that I know they wouldn't. Like, you know, there's certain bands where you kind of think that, like, you think like you don't think it would happen, but like, you know, certain bands you kind of like these guys are just good dudes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between bands that I think were good dudes and bands who might take advantage of situations. Yeah. What, what's the band here, Nate? What are we dealing with? So with slaves, uh, with uh, with the unified. Band. Oh, sorry, with confidence they're called. With confidence, that's the one. So with confidence, they've been um. Sorry, Columbus, I didn't mean that. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> they, they've been um booted from Unify twenty eighteen. So a couple of comments I'm just reading here. August Burns Red be a nice um replacement. Yep, hundred percent would be a perfect replacement. We, that's we the thing, picked it, them. It's a perfect chance now for Unify to actually get Re- a, a bigger rectify. Yeah, get a bigger band. Like get a get an August Burns Red in there. Get bloody someone big like that. But um, I'm sure it'll just be another. Aussie hardcore band that they'll probably yeah. throw a lifeline well, to. And that's the thing, but like I, I remember seeing um like you know four more runs to Australia. Kind of uh, someone at uni is a big fan of them, and uh, they were with kind, confidence. Yeah, and okay. was kind of saying yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's only the guitarist. There's only one of them who was doing it or something like that. That shouldn't punish the whole band. It's kind of like, well, you kind of have to. Like there, there is a uh, like as a company as a business, Unify have to take action. Like there's no way that they can just point out and be like, oh, you know, we'll just throw that under, under the rug. Like they have to do something about it. It's, oh, you do. It, you have to be strong. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, as much as they like you know they even might think that it's not a, uh, a massive deal. Like, you know, just because they've kicked that guy out of the band, they have to take action because it's going to, it's going to leave a bad reputation on the festival. It's simple. It's simple shit. Like, you know, like it doesn't mean it's like the most perfect thing they have to do, but like something, you know, that is necessary in the, in the situation like this. Mm. 
It's very, very, it's a, it's a great topic to actually speak about with that. But after that, Nick Brown, we've got our next segment, Unpopular Opinion. Oh, God, I've got a beauty this week. Yeah, he, he's absolutely, he's frothing at the mouth to actually talk about this next one. So I'm, lo- I'm loving trashing people this today. You really are. So he's two of your favourites. Okay, so this is this is something to do we with... We do like, like both s- of these bands, yeah, just, just and, so we get that and, out there. It's not, <laughs> it's not just these bands. It's bands in general. I, I don't know, fans these days have this tendency to... Uh, there's two types of fans. There's fans that love everything a band does and and anybody who doesn't like something that they do, they'll be like, oh, you just don't like change, which isn't isn't the case. There's a lot of bands who I, I like the way they've changed, a lot of bands who I don't like the way they've changed. That's just how music is. You know, everybody has a different taste. And then there's these bands who are, I think probably more common are the ones who go, oh, their old stuff was better. You know, like, you know those bands, is always, every band does this. Like, you know, like yep. every band has these bands that go, oh, they were better back in these days. I'm going to highlight two bands in particular. And they're two big bands, uh, Bring Me the Rise and, and Parkway Drive. Everybody always says, you know, they need to go back to their Count Your Blessing days, Bring Me the Rise, or they need to go back to your Killing with a Smile days in Parkway. Can we just accept that these aren't good albums? Can we just accept <laughs> oh, the fact... Jesus. Can we accept the fact that these aren't good? Like, you know, I understand... There is an exception to this. If you live through the time period or you were around yeah, about the time period... Yeah, you grew up in that period, era. You're, you're okay. You're allowed, to have yeah. that, you're allowed to have that appreciation for a band. But for somebody to tell me that that Bring Me the Horizon album, what, uh, what I say, Count Your Blessings, is in any way decent, Pray for Plagues is shit. Can we just accept Pray for Plagues is <laughs> shit? It's the most crap song, and yet people always go, Pray, pray, play for play, 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 play. That's, what, that's how they fucking sound. That's how I sound when I say it. And it's just a shit album. It, it, and that whole album's crap. Killing of a smile, a lot of Parkway's aged terribly. Like, you know, yeah. like we need to accept that as well. Like, Parkway hasn't aged exceptionally well in a lot of albums, and like Horizons is good because it's a big nostalgia trip. But if you were to show somebody now Killing of a Smile who'd never listened to Parkway before, they'd tell you it's crap because it is. It's not like you know, if you haven't lived through that time period, stop going back to band's earliest work and telling me that, that it's better, better than the rest of better. it. Yeah. No, you have Horizons, you have Deep Blue, you have like even Atlas is better than Killing with a Smile, and I, ha- I think Atlas is shit. You do. Uh, I, I maybe not. I haven't really listened to I too much. Should have been, no, in my opinion, yeah, killing with the smile is no one near as good as the and rest it's of the stuff. Same, and it's the same with um, bring me with like you know everyone goes count your blessings is so good. It's like are you kidding me? They had they had like you know suicide season's fantastic. There is a hell is one of the most underrated albums of all time right now. Oh it seems shit! Like. It's yeah, 2010. Like, it's unbelievable that album. And album then, before Sepultura. And, and of course Sepultura. But everybody goes because they got popular off those albums that they're not allowed to like them as much. They have to like the stuff before then. They have to like the the deep cuts the out you know the demos they think it's cooler to like a band before they get popular yeah of course but it's weird to see people who jump on a band and then all of a sudden like yo they go like yo if i started listening to um i don't know we'll say every time i die perfect perfect example their earlier stuff's good but their new stuff's so much better i need it and they even come out and say that yeah they say openly blatantly in in, my interviews yeah it's one of those things where like Yo, you need to understand that bands do get better. And it's, it's, it's a really, really strange thing that people will continually tell me that, oh, you, ne- you need to go back to this era. If you live through it, you're okay. You're okay with me. That's fine. There, yep. is, there is an exception to that rule. But if you haven't... and If, if you're, you're 16 telling us now, those albums are better. You just, you're not worth my time. Stop yep. stop telling me lies. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> you're not just you lying. You really are. You're not lying to me. You're lying to yourself. It, uh, it is an unpopular opinion because there are a lot of people who do this with other bands. And, I understand, and there is other exceptions, maybe, if they just came out. And they've, they've put out two albums and you thought their first album was better kind yep. of thing I'll accept that as a, like kind of a you know on the borderline but if you know, if a band's come out and they've released six albums and, you're, and you've just started listening to them and you're kind of like oh their first album's obviously their best chances are it's not and you're just yeah. trying to convince people that you're a fucking hipster music fan who thinks that everybody's early 
work is better when you're just a knob. Unless you're, just, you're jet. You're just a knob. <laughs> you're a knob. No, we live through that time, bud. That's the thing. We live through that jet time period. Well, I'm just saying that, that first album's their best album. Oh, yeah, it is their best that, al- Well, for us, because we live through that time. Nathan. No, but I'm talking like album sales and everything. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that album's like the, the best. De- well, they say that. It's like a top there, three debut album like, there, ever. There are, <laughs> there are exceptions to every rule now. I, I, I would never. I would never. I would never say that out loud. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. No. Do you especially, agree? Do you agree with oh, this? Especially like, Parkway. Like, Horizons is where they like kickstarted. Like, yeah. Look and say, obviously, release. Don't close your eyes. Into Killing with a Smile and the Horizons Deep Blue Atlas into Irie. And those, those, they're, they're due, Nick. They're due for another album. Their Sorry. first two are shit. Yeah, they can are, we, can we do, don't close your eyes and Killing with a Smile are shit. Can we just accept that? Can we just accept that? Like, who, who in their right mind? That's, this is my best question. Well, who, just, in the, who, who in their the right mind? Right now, they, didn't they? They're doing a tour on it. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, they're the for, point. that's the point. Exactly. That's perfect. But what, who in their right mind is scrolling through their iPod and going, you know what I want to listen to? I want to listen to a 2006, whatever, whenever that Killing with a Smile album came out. I want to listen to that, that album that came out over 10 years, 12 years ago, we'll say, and sounds absolute trash. Yeah. Can we just like nobody's looking at that. Nobody's doing that. Maybe for the occasional song, but you got to tell these are full albums that they're talking about. <laughs> they're talking. They're like, oh, Killing Smiles easily their best album. How, how much do you listen to it? Exactly. How, many, how much do you listen to this album? Like, Realistically, what are you talking about? Like, exactly. It's, it's great. Like, and I've been, I've been that asshole before. There's been times with certain bands. I'm sure. I'm, I'm just guessing. There Avenged? are that I've mm, no. Actually, I never. I was never a really big fan of Waking the Fallen. I really wasn't. I was. There you go. Okay. I, I was big on uh, Nightmares. My favorite album by Avenge. <laughs> I'll stick by that to the day I die. Oh shit! Yeah. And uh, but like. They're just everybody tells me this, and like I just need people to shut the fuck up and understand that bands can get better, they and can. you don't have to be that asshole hipster. It's just oh, got to move on, Nathan. Got to move on. Well, actually, great topic. You know what? We got to move on to. Oh I was, God! I was talking about the worst song of the year. This, Gee, could, be the, this could be the worst album of the year. Oh, Nathan. easily we, by, by far. I, I want you to take this one. Okay, well, I'm going to take it because like we we both are big Silverchair fans, so I, I, I do want to say that. But it's a great concept. They're a great band, but. It's the wrong. Uh, uh, it's a great idea, but I don't think it was the right idea for U- UNFD or Unified as a label to to go down because they got all these bands playing classics, like absolute classics, like Without You, Bloody Freak, Israel's Son, all these classic Silverchair songs. But they're getting absolutely fucking butchered by these bands. <laughs> uh, that's, that's all I've got to say. Well, and all I got to say, Emotion Sickness. I hate the song in general, but when Emotion Sickness by Nick's favorite band of all time, Storm of Sky, is my, fa- <laughs> is my favorite song on the album. And it's saying something. And no offense to them. Like, we've got a, a a friend that we've grown up with playing drums for that band, Nick Hubbard. So props to him. But, um. Doesn't make the band good, Nathan. Doesn't make the band good because this album is trash. So, uh, I honestly, I said it to Nick. I actually think it would have been better off if you get a, a bunch of Australian bands, obviously influenced by new metal. To actually do a, a throwback new metal kind of album, maybe we can actually design that ourselves, Nick Brown. Because imagine, yeah. like, imagine Polaris playing a corn song, or like, well, Ocean Grove playing a corn song, and Polaris playing a Slipknot song, and then yeah. you got like a like a, another cool, like even Void Division playing a, a Limp Biscuit song would be better than fucking trying to play Silverchair. Because Silverchair, Daniel Jones had a beautiful voice. Yep, they had heavy guitars. I mean, you got fucking people in Drop D and Drop B trying to play breakdowns and scream to it. it just doesn't doesn't suit. This is uh. This is so bad, isn't it? Like, go on, give I, it to I, me. I feel bad for putting this in the uh, the worst album of the year category because I feel like it's cheating. I feel like it's one of those ones where it's kind of like, do we even count it because uh, it is a cover album? I will give you this. So there's ten songs. Yes. So ten different bands. One of the ten bands. Mm. So we've got Tonight Alive, In Hearts Wake, Hands Like Houses, Void Division, Ocean Grove, Storm the Sky, Northland, Columbus, The Brave, and Amity Affliction. Okay, so 
first of all, the Avenue Affliction cover is horrible. What's it, with the screams? It's so sounds, bad. Oh. Uh, the In Hearts Wake cover covering one of my favorite songs oh, don't talk about of it. all time. Like this, this is I for some reason I saw I saw someone say I can't like um comment on it, but the In Hearts Wake things like oh good to see you beefed up that riff. Are you fucking kidding me? The original free, <laughs> go on, Nick, go the on. original freak riff. In all honesty, like I've been I've listened to music for a long fucking time, Nathan. Freak, uh, the freak riff is one of the heaviest riffs I've ever heard. Hundred percent, I will say it to this day. Uh, every day, I will say this, and like, you know, there's, there's, like, your walk by Pantera, heavy as fuck. Oh, brutal. Sad by, sad but true by uh, Metallica. Like, these are slow riffs. There, there is a specific style of riff this is. Yep. But like, I'm, you know, and don't tell me some breakdown is heavy. I don't, don't give me this shit. I don't care. I don't care about breakdowns. If you're gonna try and put that in, so you're not, you're not worth free. my time. Yeah, that's what they did, and they butchered it. They butchered that why, fucking why song. Why is Void of Vision playing my favorite? Silver Chair song is right. But- and they butchered that. There was no the, the whole point of that song is the bass line at the start. Bam, bam, bam. And they have no bass tone. There's nothing. <laughs> the, the, the riff isn't even there, Nick. The whole oh. hey, don't they cut out the main riff? Yes, that song? the riff. That's what I mean. It's it's like a different version of the riff. Then you got Cemetery by the Brave. Cemetery, great song with the Brave. Brave do a good job. Answer for the year two thousand. We actually did a a little okay, snippet yeah. on that. It's not too bad. We love North Lane, so props to them. Hands like ours is but trash. It, it is a bit bad. Like even a North Lane one, it's kind of just. The song? Like, what can you do with that song? They yeah. should have been given Freak or bloody um, Israel Sun. Imagine those guys playing that. Yeah. They would have done something cool with it rather than try and fucking break down a fire and do something like that. Yeah, it's some. It's pretty crazy. <sighs> Emotion Sickness is the best song on there, Nick, because Storm the Sky actually did something a little bit different. Yeah, they, they do okay with it. I don't mind it. I think Tonight Alive don't do too bad. Do well, they? that's without Sudogenna's voice. Yeah. A really Sudogenna's voice. Yeah, so that is a good one. She she did really well with that Sudogenna's voice. The, the thing is, with um getting back to Amity's cover... I actually didn't mind Aaron's voice during it. I don't know if it was auto-tuned to the shit, but he actually sang it really well. It's just Joel screaming, which is fucking terrible. It was really jarring to hear it, wasn't it? It's, it's a very, uh, like, we're grass, we get straws to find decent tracks here. Because I, and, and then you I, got you straight know, lines, which we hate as a song anyway. Uh, and we'll, we'll, I was talking, we'll, I've said it a few times this show already. Like, you know, we're talking about songs that we'll listen to in the future. I would never listen to any of these songs again. There's no point no because, because I'll just listen to the original and it'll be 10 times better. Like, there's no reason for me to listen to this. Like, there's, if you're going to do a cover album, and I agree, like, you know, do some. I understand Silverchair is a great band. Silverchair is a great band. We all accept that. Yeah, you know, we all we all know they're a fantastic con- they're fantastic musicians and that. But I don't know if they had the catalog to kind of nah. for these kind of bands. Like they have a few songs and like, but the big bands take them and then they kind of butcher them. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, like I said to you, Nick, I, 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 it's, a, it's a fantastic idea. I would have had like, unfortunately, Unified have come up with the idea to do Silverchair, which it's a, I think it's a great idea because Silverchair are a good enough and big enough band, I think, personally, with the catalogue to do it. Yep. There was a few songs that they didn't play that I would have liked to have seen. But yeah, maybe that is a poor it was the wrong. It was the wrong bands to do it, and it was the wrong band to choose doing it. Like, it, like it's so hard, because, like, Australian music, like, there's a lot of good bands out there, but not a lot of bands that have the catalogue to actually hold up. Like, you couldn't do a Powderfinger tribute, because they haven't got enough songs. They've got five really good songs. Silverchair at least have 10 to 15. Yeah. Grinspoon have got enough songs. Living End have got enough songs, but like they're probably not old enough, and they're not old enough, and you can't really. And they're like, still making music, <laughs> and that's exactly right. But like going back to do a Silverchair album, they're only literally the, they started in what ninety five, twenty two years old, so they're they're still they can come out and do two or three more albums, which they won't because Daniel Jones fucking lost the plot. But yeah. <laughs> I I would love to, like I say to you, I'd love to see this new generation of new kind of metalcore, like new metal slash metalcore kind of sound. I'd love to see them go back and do that because Australian music what? is like we're, we're fucking we're, we're raised on it. We've been raised in that era. 
You know who would have been the perfect band? And I don't say this because I'm just a massive fan of them. Go on. Rage Against the Machine. Would have been perfect. Like, would, like, I'm, like all the singers and that could have done their thing. Even Deftones. Deftones would have been perfect. Like if you want to get the sing, like the people who can actually sing. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, you have to do a Chino voice. And like there, there are songs where it's just screaming and you can get the screamers in there. Like, yeah. yeah I understand. Like I, I understand the silver chair. You want to make, keep an Australian theme. It's just not. It just wasn't. It wasn't the right, the right time. Wasn't the right band to do it. And it wasn't the right bands playing who, the songs to do it. Who would you pick if you had to pick one band? Oh, to, to play like as a like, yeah, I don't do a think, tribute album on. I don't I think Lincoln Park's too hard, and especially with Chess and now dying, there's going to be every man and a dog is going to want to do that. Um, yeah, 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 of course. Like a band like Metallica, it's a different style. Like it's it's kind of weird. Rage is a really good one. Limp Bizkit to be. I, I'd love to see fucking Ocean Grove do a Limp Bizkit song. I reckon that'd be great. Yeah. Um. Well, so, well, most of them would probably do a Limp Bizkit song pretty decent. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. That whole like the Rage. Limp Bizkit. Some there's got to be one band in Australia that can do a decent Lincoln Park thing. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think I could pick one. Like it's really good that you say Deftones, but a lot like not a lot of bands are good enough to play Deftones songs. Yeah, it's it is. It's a hard like I, maybe Silverchair kind of came in because they are a bit like musically they're it's not easy as, enough to do. Yeah, they got one guitarist, one bassist, one drummer. In it. Yeah, maybe, maybe do Nirvana tribute album. Well, that'd be great. Maybe. But like then again, like are these bands good enough to do it? Imagine fucking buddy. No, what no. happens if Void Division came out next? So they've and come they, out in their baseball masks and they start playing Breed. What would you I do? Gonna, I was going to say, if they do Breed. What, was, what, what would you do with yourself? If they, if they do Breed or Territorial Pissings. I'd oh, God, no. Plot. But like, you know, never mind. I'm sure that's always turning a new age every fucking five years. So they always do like a new release for it. Why not do a cover album? Like, yeah, that's very know, true. There, there's, uh, there's options there. What about like, and and the other thing is about if you do like a Nirvana one. I'm not a massive Nirvana fan as well, but do because they, well, they did an MTV Unplugged version. So, they did. So that, mean, that means that um, you're a North Lane or like a band who maybe even Tonight Alive could come out and do a t- a- acoustic cover of about a girl or something Hands like, like that. Hands Like Houses could do it too. Yeah, like it'd be really good like because they have, that means they have different ranges to it. Like these are, this is all just speculation. But maybe like, maybe like in saying like, I've said the, the whole new metal thing, go back and do a Slipknot song, a System of a Down song, a Linkin yeah. Park song. Maybe you could do a 90s era. So you could have an Offspring song, you could have a fucking... Tell you what, Slipknot's a good shout. Slipknot's a really good shout actually. Well, that's what I mean. Imagine, yeah. imagine fucking Polaris doing a Slipknot song. Imagine them playing Wait and Bleed or something like that. Like yeah. just something heavy. Like just... That'd be great. Same with same with system. They both they both will they both got the catalogs now. And they're exactly. Both, they're both loved enough. That's the other thing. Like I'd if, rather see Void Division play a system song than fucking a Silverchair song. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I, I feel like they're hurting my. They're hurting my. Okay, we've my talked brand. about them too much. Now. Anyway, uh, let's I, move on. You actually went to a concert. Yeah, this is uh, you this, lucky bastard. I, I keep going to concerts that do not fit the theme of the yeah, show. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> so you've been to see Drake. Yeah, I went to see fucking Drake. Fucking Drake, the Canadian. I wasn't. I don't know why I went. I, I do know why I went. My sister needed a, a, one of the birthday presents. Great present, though. Yeah, I, I was just. Like yeah, she wants to go to fucking uh, chain smokers, and I was just like, oh, nah, wake up, wake up, I was Drake. just like, we'll go to Drake. We can go to Drake. Drake at least will be half decent. I don't know many Drake songs to be honest, but I've heard. Passion, it, did I've, you hear Passion Fruit? Yeah, Passion. So you understood my text in the end. Pardon? So you understood my text? In yeah, the end? yeah. I was like, you're Silly a fucking, bastard. you're a fucking idiot. But, I am. But yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, as a as a whole, the show is really good. Like the stage productions are really great. Like yeah. it's really all over the. Show. Did like, he dance? Um, not really, just he kind of dance. Like you know, he does his little white, you know, rapper dance, but it's not like a dance dance. Face. He's not, he's not doing pink like trapeze shit. But... Do you consider him more R and B over rapper? See, I consider him the R and B kind. Yeah, of Yeah, I understand that definitely. He's uh, he's kind of that in between. He does have a lot of rap songs, but his big songs are usually the uh, more of the R and B kind of singing yeah, thing to him. That's what I. So well, he, that's what I think. Yeah. So he he has that kind of uh kind of uh difference to him. 
Uh, really good stage show. Um, you know, a lot of fireworks and a lot of stuff. Fireworks. Like, yeah, like five things going off. Like it, it was a it was a show that could have been like a stadium show in terms of like the production and that. The production Shit. was really really. So good. where was the venue? Uh, I was at Rob Laver. That's the thing. Jesus. Like, you know, so three three sold out shows at Rob Laver. Really big, like you know, pretty big artist. Did it in the round as well. Something else I should say. Um, so you know, basically there's you know, imagine the tennis court in the middle of the Rod Laver. Yep. It's basically just a, a massive line through the middle, big circle in the middle where the net would be, big circle at each baseline, and that's. The Show like oh shit up three sixty in the round it was really really well done and hard to do very hard to because you have to, to say because you, like you got run people, around yeah, yeah people like, on the other sides all the time so, so he he managed that well uh, managed that really well uh, in terms of what I didn't like. Yep. He, yeah, he does. Uh, the rappers have this thing; they do a lot of backing track stuff, and they'll point to the crowd. And that they still like he's he's not he's not uh, kind of he's not above that apparently. Uh, oh god. He also doesn't have the catalog that I I think he thinks he has. Like, yeah. You know, there's a lot, but I, I do have a couple of questions come out. Yeah, I'm not just going to talk okay. about Drake. I want there's a couple of questions that I thought could uh, kind of come into what we usually talk about. Uh, what rappers do these days, especially ones that have catalogs, is that they will play a song, and uh, you know, we'll say, uh, I'll, "I'll bring Kanye in," because uh, you know, we don't, yep. we, we both know Kanye, so we'll say, uh, "I'll bring Kanye in," and he'll play "Black Skinhead," or like, actually, we'll say "All the Lights," oh. and uh, he plays it, and he'll play it until just about when the uh, the last chorus hits. You know, when they kind of, that last chorus hits, so he'll he'll cut it there, and like rappers do this thing where they cut songs short. Right, I want to know what you think of like first of all what you think of uh, people cutting their song shorts just to try and fit more in, and do you think that this could be something that could be adopted into like kind of the hardcore thing? Because there are there, I tell you what, there's sometimes when I'm listening to some bands play songs, I'm like, you know what, I wish this could just get fucking cut short and they could just play, or they could just play the money wrist as uh, as um, Phil Alsamo or whatever he is from uh, Pantera would say. It's a great point. It's actually it pisses me off a little bit. Like depending like. If you're Metallica and you got eight minute songs, like, and you can actually cut it to four and a half minutes and play an extra two or three songs, yes, you can justify. It, but if you're a Drake playing three to four minute fucking popular songs on the radio, yeah, or a rapper like Kanye, all of the lights are good on because it, it actually has the interlude with the violin stuff. So well, like, you could actually axe that. Well, the thing is, he uh, like the big songs he play in full, like the big, okay, the biggest okay. songs. So he you're would, talking about the shittier, like the, not the shittier ones, the fillers, like, the fillers. Oh, not even like he's got a lot of songs. He's got yeah. a lot of like he would have played thirty songs at least that show. So you're saying like the the twenty to thirty range so in Metallica range. I'll, I'll put it in Metallica words. Yes. Um, so say he would cut. They would cut songs like if they played Saint Anger, they cut that short. Yeah, they yeah. cut like a frantic, or they play yeah. uh, like you know a cyanide or whatever. Yeah, and like so I'm like in that kind of realm. Like, do you think that like heavier bands could adopt this kind of thing to their set list? No. <laughs> Quickly and shortly, no. Yeah, it's something that... I, I, I don't think I could see a band pulling it off as well as a rapper because bands like... If you're a drummer and a guitarist, you're used to playing the song in full. And like, what happens if you fuck it up, you keep playing the song? Yeah, but that's where tight... That's where you do it. That's what practice is for. Well, Living it? End does that. Living, Living End are unbelievable. Yeah, one of the but, tightest bands I've ever seen. Yeah, like, they're, they're ridiculous. They're, but I don't know. Like, for... Yeah. I can't see it. Like, if you're Polaris playing three and a half minute songs, I don't see them cutting off thirty seconds. I just what? What if? Okay, so what if? Um, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a band. I'll, yep. I'll give you Rage. Rage. Okay, Rage. So imagine, imagine Rage coming out at this moment and big they, songs, and long they, songs, and they came out and they played. We'll say uh, the Born of a Broken Man. They played the intro to that, and they played the big riff there. So they played the big, the big, the big riff of that. They played the money riff. Love that. And song. then at the end of that, they just continue to play money riffs because that's what a lot of rappers do. They play the big choruses. They play the big. They'll play the choruses and they'll play the first verse and then they'll cut it out. So what if what if bands came out and they played the biggest riffs out of their songs and then they just cut it, cut that, and then went into the next big riff and then went the next almost like a medley, medley, like a, me, a medley of riffs or something like that. Because I, I I think that um you know, if done well it could work really nicely, but 
I don't know, like, it's one yeah. of those things that like I feel like the first band who would do it would do it really poorly. Yeah, they'd stuff it up. Imagine Void Division doing that for you. Oh, imagine Void Division playing it all. No, nah, but um, <laughs> I don't see it. But yeah, like you say, if you're the if you're ACDC with like 45 songs with massive riffs or buddy a band like Metallica or Rage with their songs, like it'd be cool to see. But like I, I think it depends on your genre and style as well. So if you're a, a metal more side of things kind of band, so like a, a Kill Switch Trivium kind of thing. I reckon you got more chance of doing it rather than a hardcore kind of band, like it, or, or a, a pop punk band, because like the riffs aren't there in those kind of okay. things. My last question yes. is to do with the show is um, something that I, I, I like. I go to a lot of rap shows, you know. Yes. I, I, I encounter this problem a lot, and I don't know if it's a problem, but like I'd like to get your opinion on it. What are your thoughts on like white people saying the n word uh, to go inside with song lyrics? In song, it always kind of uh, for some reason I always get a bit. Is it the irrits? I, no, it doesn't give me the irrits. It's just weird. I don't. I feel weird when I like you know trying to say it. Like it just kind of sometimes you kind of get yeah it gets away from you and you're like you just sing along to a song. Sometimes you know how it is and like you know you can accidentally say it. But like when I'm at the show and like you're surrounded by you know people of all all colors, races and what and ethnicity, it's kind of you kind of go like you know usually bizarre. It, it is. It's strange to see it. it and like some of these songs and like it's kind of like the main lines in the song. Is like you know the N word has it in it, so like you can understand why people say it, but for some reason it always makes me a little bit uncomfortable. There was a yeah. four, there was a fourteen year old behind me who was just screaming ev- everywhere. I'm thinking like I don't even because you know, they're so young. I'm like I don't even know if this person knows like you know, yeah the, what about uh, the, the relevance the, behind the, it, yeah. the enormity behind that word. But anyway, I like what are your thoughts on people saying? Do you think it's like you just go with it because it's just in the song lyrics, or do you think it's like you, know, you should um you should cut it out of your when you're singing along? I think it's the one place in the world where you can actually use it and get away with it because if you're yep. going to say that to a person in america on the street hmm. you're going to get stabbed or shot yep. whereas inside a, an arena if the rapper's making money off using that lyric and like you're not gonna like say like if you're singing a chorus and that's one of the main words of the chorus it's going to be kind of hard to go beep and not sing yeah it. of course yeah so like if you're used to saying it and singing it like fair enough but if you're talking about it if you're a white person just saying it in general, like we're talking now. Yeah, that's that pisses me off a lot. Like, yeah. uh, like we've both been to America, and like when people talk like that, it's like, dude, like that, that word's really bad. We know the history behind that word, and like, yeah, we're being raised properly. Whereas people over there, they think it's normal. So like. Or it's, that, a, a, it's a hard one, but or, or they'll go onto like ancestry.com and they'll say, oh, I'm I'm two percent black, and they're, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all these words, even yeah, though they're like they're pale as shit, like fucking, <laughs> fucking idiots. But uh, I think it's. Uh, I'm with you. Like it, it kind of does sound weird, but like, yeah, that's the one place in the world where you can get away with it. I think, well, and even Drake, who's kind of half, half cast, like he can get away with saying it because yeah. he's fucking Drake. He does what he wants. Well, it's like it's like you know, like I was saying, all the lights before. One of the one of the main lines in that song is. Uh, uh, about M- uh, Michael Jackson saying something wrong, I hold my head, MJ gone, yeah. my N word dead. Money. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like he every time he does that live, he'll point to the crowd. It's just kind of like, are, you, are we supposed to not say it? Or are we supposed to say it? It's a, oh, it's dude, a, it's I, a very I, weird. I sing dy- that one. Yeah, it's a very weird dynamic. It's like it's a really. It's so hard not to say when you're singing. Well, it's, and it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like in the back of your head, kind of like, what if somebody takes offense to it? Like, what if somebody around me kind of goes, hey, like you, come on, like not, don't say that, you fucking racist or whatever. Like you know, and, and you it, can't say know to the person saying that because exactly they are right it. that's, that's exactly the thing yeah and it's just kind of like you know that's where it kind of creates this weird dynamic to it anyway uh well, we want to move on nathan nathan we're bringing a new segment new segment we're bringing in new segments every week i swear to god and uh you've got one personally designed for you to uh yeah, highlight it's a, it's a big one highlight some uh bands festivals lineups anything that's gone on in the past you just want to bring them to light and kind of uh show the enormity of what they've done exactly so our first throwback segment of 
our show, Nick Brown, is going to be by one of our favorite bands growing up. So we were young when we first heard this band, and um, they've announced their first Australian tour, which is huge, huge, huge news for us being big fans. And the band is called Saliva. So obviously, like, if you've grown up as a, a wrestling fan as we did when we were younger, you'd we'd um, actually go out and buy or watch a pay-per-view on Foxtel or watch Raw and, like, you hear like the, the songs they use. So like every different pay-per-view had a different song and Raw had its own thingy. Wrestlers come out with different songs. So like you had Killswitch song for CM Punk, which I'm pretty sure that got us on to listening to Killswitch. But like these guys Saliva had a couple of pay-per-view songs and that, that perfect new metal rap fucking yeah, rock. Back for that time. Yeah, rap rock band. And they really, they were really freaking good at it. I, I'm surprised they haven't been with Australia before, but um, really, really fun kind of band. Really good singer buddy the, the original and um yeah touring melbourne in well, australia in february so that's gonna be great news for us yeah it's, it's one of those things like you know a band that we kind of grew up with there uh they haven't like uh, you know we've uh we've said this before you know bands don't age that well i don't know if these, this band is aged particularly well but uh yeah, like it's when, that, it's but, that era <laughs> but they had that nostalgia when we listened to them at least that kind exactly. of uh, keeps us kind of coming back it, it's always annoying when uh when bands lose singers, Nathan. And uh, yeah, yeah Josie Scott is gone. Yeah, the so their original singer is gone. They got a new singer. It's, I always say like you know, it's very hard to kind of replace singers as opposed to anybody else in the band because yeah. you can't replicate a voice. That's where that you, sound where exactly. You can, where you can like if you're a drummer, if you're a guitarist, drummer, basis, you can yeah. kind of play karaoke to that. You know, just kind of play the tabs on Guitar World. Like yeah, that's what they used to tell. That's how people used to. Uh, that's exactly to, right. Discover it. But uh, are we gonna play a song? Or are we, are we gonna we'll go we'll go a little bit into the history, Nick? Uh, Beautiful. We'll, Give it to me. So. Started out in 96 and um, really in that era of new metal kind of music where it just kicked off for Slipknot, Biscuit, Rage, Corn, And um, they've had 10 albums, so over 21 Ooh. year career. They're, they're chopping out two or one every two years, which is really good going. Um, a few of our favorite songs include Click Click Boom, Superstar, Raise Up. Yes. And we're, the song we're going to play is actually, I'll let you introduce that, but... um. Ooh. But yeah, so they've actually got Shinedown's old bassist now playing bass for them, Nick, which <laughs> is interesting. Another kind of wrestling band. That there you go, yeah. Had a few things. And um, also another little stat, their original singer wrote Hero with Chad Kroger, so from Nickelback. So that was a really, <laughs> really big song in the early 2000s. So Josie Scott did well. New singer Bobby Amaro, and we're really looking forward to them. And Nick Brown. What's up? What's up? The song. <laughs> no, this song is uh, called Ladies and Gentlemen. It was the uh, it was the main song of WrestleMania 23. That goes back to our wrestling days. God damn. Where are we at? We're going 34 next year. Yeah, considering we're going to WrestleMania 34, 11 years in the making, this song. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
Nathan Custerson, what a song. What a track. Takes me back. Takes me back to those memories. Two thousand seven, two thousand six, whenever that Good came out. That's that's fourteen. That's, fourteen. That is that's that makes me feel old now. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago, the decade ago. We're getting we're getting a lot of uh, we're getting a lot of stuff to talk about each week. We might have to go weekly. All of a sudden, there's something there's something, yeah. there's something here. I like the Sunday sessions, but especially yeah, this is sick. Especially the crickets on, the beers flowing. Like that's the uh, that's the whole point of this, isn't it? It is exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening to the Backbone Sunday Sessions podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. We're going to be back probably next week, Nathan, for the whole I know. It's going to be a great time because we're going to do everything we can to keep you guys updated with every bit of music going on. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Oh, my God. Goodbye. <laughs>